Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party in Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going really well, Shay. We're back. We're back. We're fresh. We're having a good one. Today we're talking about all things control in Apex. The mode's back uh, for a limited time. And it's a nice little fun opportunity for us to have a deep dive on control, talk about maybe why we like it, why we want to play it, what we think maybe the future of control holds. We've talked about that a little bit, but I think after this long, we can be a bit more realistic with kind of what the purpose of the mode is in the game per se. So we'll have a fun talk today, but before we do it, make sure if you want a question answered on the show, ask it in our Discord channel meant for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Pods to guarantee it gets answered on the show. Please follow us on Twitter at Kirk Roche and at HP Burrison if you want access to just some casual Apex, TFT, basketball, whatever comes to Henry's mind's thoughts on the spur of the moment. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get out there on the socials. Um, but if you want to support the show and get even more of the third-party podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon. It's a ton of tiers. Any price point, we can accommodate. Any support is much appreciated. We got a ton of benefits from extra episodes, behind the scenes, tournament access, show docs, exclusive content, exclusive merch, all that kind of stuff. We got it. So go check it out if you haven't already, and we'd love to see you over there. Let's dive right into it, though, as we kind of do on Saturdays. And today we're talking about control. The limited time mode, it's making its return for the collection event. Uh, well, first I kind of think I kind of want to ask you is, what do you think about it coming in just straight up at the halfway point versus kind of the beginning of the season like we kind of thought we were going to have that cadence of consistently based off the last yeah. time it had circled in? Yeah, I think we had kind of assumed that we would get control as a staple LTM to kick off seasons mm -hmm. for some reason. And then we assumed we'd get a new fresh LTM at the collection event. Yes. Didn't really I'm not, happen. I'm not going to say it's a bad thing. But no, it definitely no. wasn't what we expected. That's for sure. Yeah. I think it's a welcomed LTM. It's fun. Um, the changes that they made, we're going to dive into them. I think mm -hmm. that they were pretty good. Uh, for the most part, to make the mode better, and that was needed. Um, so I'm happy about that. What do you think about just the state of control as it is in, as a whole? And I'm asking that because yeah. we're going to go through the updates and changes they made, uh, and we'll talk about some of the interesting ones and just obviously share what obviously happened. But I asked that question because it's interesting that we are having an LTM get so many balancing updates. You know, last time around it yeah. got some big balancing changes as well. Now we're getting what I would consider a laundry list of improvements and bug fixes and all that kind of stuff. And I get that it's a returning mode that's coming back every season for a length of time. And so I guess there's time to improve on it, but why specifically control is it am i still having this pipe dream internally that it is going to be permanent at some point is that an unfair pipe dream to maybe have or do these yeah. actions of constant updates and changes point in that direction potentially not to put you on the spot or anything hard hard to <laughs> say Shay. hard to say i what i can say is in january 
six months ago when we kind of had control the first time around. We were really excited about it. We kind of broke down the different features. We put in our episode, these are, this is how you should play control. Mm -hmm. This is the state that it's in. This may change when this mode becomes permanent. We yeah. were so adamant that something like this would be a staple, a main stage playlist, but we were wrong. Um, mm -hmm. And you're asking, will we ever be right? Will this uh, be a, a game mode that's permanent? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a tough question. I'm throwing it a hard one. Yeah, It's it, not looking likely. It just, mm -hmm. it isn't. I'm kind of disappointed by it, but at the same time, given the previous state of control and perhaps the current state of control after we go into these changes, this is a very, very casual mode that mm -hmm. I think, like all other LTMs, people get tired of. You know, people get tired of arenas. And yep. I think with the combination of the feedback from control and arenas and Winter Express and all the other LTMs that are generally liked, people always come back to the BR. You know, Apex totally. is a battle royale. It's never going to be a situation where, oh, half the players just love grinding control or love grinding arenas. Mm -hmm. So the vast majority of players, no matter what, are in Apex because of the battle royale, regardless of what you and I think about mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. good the gunplay or the movement, the legends or and any of that. how translate to other stuff. Yeah, yeah. like mm -hmm. we see great opportunity, but the fact of the matter is, Battle Royales are king. Apex is a Battle Royale. To kind of expect that that's going to change and players are going to go from wanting to play a 20-minute Battle Royale game to a 5 to 10-minute Arenas mm -hmm. game, you just you can't change player behavior like that yeah. within a game. So I think it's going to continue to be an LTM. And to, let me play Devil's Advocate for a second here. Yeah. And share like what and thing you just said is you likened control to arenas kind of putting them into that same mm -hmm. category of modes that people go to but they'll always come back to the br and i agree 100 percent. i agree with arenas i agree with control i agree with winter express all your examples and that is why i am of the opinion that these ltms are permanent offshoot modes putting them in consistent rotation would probably be the best thing for their health. So none of them being permanent. And I, you know, hopefully we don't have some arenas lovers that I'm insulting drastically that grind ranked arenas that are like, man, Shay, that's my mode. That's what I play. I'd be so sad to see it go. I just think generally speaking, I think people would play more arenas if arenas was gone for a week, every other week or something along those lines. Or if there was only hours where you could play certain modes to offset the BR and we could keep stuff like that more permanent. And I say that because not only would I think that be better for the health of those games and those playlists, but I think it would be better for the health overall because it would hopefully push for actual LTMs to come during the season, which yeah. are things I miss as of now. <laughs> totally. I mean, if you ask me what I think the ideal like content rollout or yeah, game yeah. mode distribution and that's what I'm is getting at. Mm -hmm. yeah what i think is ideal is you have ranked that is what it is all the time mm -hmm. no more arenas no more duos no more anything other than 
the one playlist. So get all the players into one casual playlist and then pretty frequently you switch it up and you do the dozens of LTMs that are in the back catalog. You do arenas, you do all these things so that people are forced to switch it up and do fun things for a very limited time. And if they don't want to do that, you're into the ranked, you know, like casual, you're going to be playing armed and dangerous. You're going to be playing control. You Fortnite really change it has a it grip up. on your mind now, man. It, it does say a for a good reason. Mind. I mean, I 100% not making fun of you for great reason. It works. It has a grip on your mind. Yeah, it does. It does. But that's control. Like those are some of the high level thoughts on control. Let's dive into the mode itself now, starting with the updates. And first and most importantly, let's talk about it for a little bit because I want to get your thoughts on it. Lava Siphon. It's being added into the map as uh, into the map rotation as one of the new control maps. You got in the opportunity to play it a bit. Got any first impressions? What would you like to share? First, I have to say this is one of my favorite POIs. Like yeah. in general, I think they did a really good job. Um, it's hard to design large POIs um, given kind of what we've experienced in the past and what. We've seen on Olympus and Stormpoint in terms mm -hmm. of just kind of an absence of those really large POIs being hot drops. Um, so I like Lava Siphon. I think that it fits perfectly uh, for a control map. I was kind of shocked by the placement of B, um, but I do like it. One of the first reactions that I have to how the map plays is the center building in between kind of where the gondolas pass mm -hmm, through. Mm -hmm. It's kind of uh, contested. Like yeah, people go hot. there and mm -hmm. fight there away from B. So if you spawn on B and your team controls it, you can't spawn in that large building as well. So I think that contributes to the traffic over there. Mm -hmm. But it is kind of odd, in my opinion, to kind of have such a close like area of combat mm -hmm. away from the objective. Like you don't see that on the Hammond where everybody no. like people up on the waterfall is definitely not as trafficked as kind of the center of lava siphon, not at the control tower and the objective. Yeah, I think 100% it's definitely an odd feature and it's really odd when you think about it. Like they could have made a smaller control map. And just mm -hmm. had A, B, and C line up like one building, one building, one building. It would have been really yep. interesting and maybe oppressive to kind of like have to use those gondolas and such to cross to get to other objectives. So I understand why they went this other route. And I think the map plays very well because of it. Uh, but it is definitely a little odd because it's like a triangle. And that's kind of been a theme yeah. amongst all the maps is as they adopt them into the game, they're not like call of duty domination where everything's in a straight line like we're kind of used to we're in an odd shape and it makes it so you're you can go from a to c or c to a um yep. frequently and easily as well and i think lava siphon's just been a really fun map i think that combat in that off-center building has been cool and i think the gondolas are really fun for advancing as a team into the opposing team's poi so overall yeah. I'm a fan, I think, is, is kind of the takeaway. The unplayable area mixed in and such and the height on these buildings and the multiple floors and how they're all close enough, though, where you can still use abilities to get from kind of each main intersection of combat as well. Uh, it, it plays well. It plays very well. 
Agreed. I would like to echo all those points. Well, let's, uh, we got a bunch of other changes. We're going to kind of rapid fire through it. If you want to pause me on any of them, feel free. I got one I want to pause on for sure, but we don't need to just harp on each one individually. Um, they added ad drones to control for flavor and storytelling purposes. I think we'll probably see what that turns into down the line. Uh, they made matchmaking improvements. So now you can fill slots of missing players at the starter control with new players to prevent imbalanced matches. Uh, they Love give it. players, yep, 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 yep. Good they give players a full ult on the respawn if they had had one when they died. Uh, they tune down the ratings given when you spawn on home base from 75% to 50% to the next tier. They decreased spawn wave times. So your max death scream time used to be 20 seconds. Now it's 15. Your spawn wave max time used to be 12. Now it's 10 seconds. And your first spawn wave max time used to be 20. Now it's 15. Any of those ones, anything you want to touch on specifically? The, the timing differences to up the pace is kind of interesting as well. Um, yeah, upping the pace, I think, is the one thing to point out there. Um, playing this, not super drastic. You know, yeah. you're still waiting for a respawn, so this isn't... I, I'll just say again, it's, it's not a super drastic increase on the pace, Um when you die, you still have to wait to respawn. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a pretty decent tweak to make yeah. it a little bit faster on the feedback cycle. And then the rating bonus uh, getting reduced on the spawn, I think, was pretty appropriate. Because mm -hmm. in, in the early game, it was kind of fun. But going into the middle and late game, being mm -hmm. able to pretty much get your ultimate just by spawning at the home base, kind of odd. <laughs> and I think... Led really to some really one. crazy, yeah, <laughs> just some crazy B contests, I yeah. think, just being able to throw so many ultimate abilities and have so many purple and gold weapons. So I think that might help a little bit on that. Totally. Uh, the other one I really want to talk about, though, they turned off enemy highlights and enemy yeah. vehicle highlights, which was so interesting because I honestly did not notice it until I went back and prepared for this episode and read the patch notes. Um, and then when I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, that was such an interesting thing about control. It was obviously used as this visual way to cut through kind of the chaos of this mm -hmm. mode. It's gone. Obviously, they feel like it's not needed. How are you feeling? Did you notice it? Like, was I the weird yeah. one that didn't notice it up front? So I remember reading it when I was playing, it didn't really come to my mind, but now thinking about it as maybe a meaningful change to the UI, mm -hmm. there were times where a teammate would come past me and I would kind of snap to him. Mm -hmm. um, and it could be because of that change. So, you know, this is a nine V nine mode. There's a lot of people. I felt like I enjoyed the highlight. Um, even though it was, maybe difficult to get used to. Um, kind of shocked that they took it out, to be honest, but it makes it more authentic Apex, maybe. Mm -hmm. it, it's this change along with all these other ones, though, but this change to me really points to this like slight tuning they're doing that is a question for me on why we continue to keep this mode you know not being very frequent you're putting so much thought into it like this is a little thing you're putting a ton of thought into it feels like to make that change why are we spending this many resource this much time and resource on that it's kind of my question essentially yeah 
Other changes though. They increased the capture rate on objectives based on the number of players capturing. They allowed players to equip three times scopes on LMGs and assault weapons in the loadout selection menu. They merged the marksman and sniper loadouts into a single long range loadout. And then they added a specialist loadout category to give players more medium and close range options. And then they made updates to spawning logic to try to prevent players from spawning near enemies. And lastly, players now gain ratings for team actions like zone neutralization or capture, even if they participated, barely participated in the action and got personal ratings out of it as well. Previously, the player would get one or the other. Obviously, your reaction there when we're, we're on video, obviously people may or may not know, go listen to audio, uh, but Henry started to react to the marksman and sniper loadout changes. So talk to me a little bit about what's going through your mind there. I'm so happy about the change, but why my reaction is maybe a bit exaggerated is this is an innovation that has been in Winter Express yeah. <laughs> for ages. It's just it's so weird. Like we were we were banking on the fact that there was going to be a specialist loadout on mm-hmm. release six months ago, and it was very clear the redundancy between the marksman and the sniper mm-hmm. class. You know, like having a longbow and then a triple take loadout next to each other really was weird um so i'm i love the idea of a specialist class i think that it's a lot of fun um so i'm happy about it i just think it's kind of funny that they somehow went away from that yeah even though this is nothing new like this is an old innovation i agree with you and so far i found myself using the specialist class a lot Mm -hmm. so uh Definitely a lot more than the one. sniper class. Definitely a lot more than the sniper yeah. class. Uh, before we get into the rest of the episode, though, and break down control a bit more, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Kind of talked about the changes of control, talked about control holistically. Let's get into the nitty gritty, though. And Henry, maybe you can walk us through us. We'll, we'll talk a bit, briefly touch on how you play control and some of the strategies behind control so you guys can listen to this podcast and take away some tips and tricks if winning is the number one priority, which for a lot of us, it is. Yeah, so start off by saying control is a casual, objective-based mode. Really unique, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. you think about objective-based and that's really competitive, really sweaty. This is not that. This is very forgiving. It, You know, being able to have an apex game mode where you regenerate your shields um, is interesting, you know, just in terms of pacing and the feedback loop. Um, but if you do care about winning, you got to play the objective. And so that means capturing and holding points. And luckily, you are so rewarded for doing that on the scoreboard. Like your rating is going to increase faster, meaning you're going to have better weapons and you're going to get your ultimate abilities faster. And you're just going to be on the leaderboard as a winner. If you are just holding down B and defending it, that is the best way to win games and to improve your rating score. Um, So playing the objective, plain and simply, is great. The other thing that... I think a lot of players may not know the importance of is the capture events are in my eyes nearly critical to winning to take one step back I said earlier it's a casual competitive mode 
there's a lot of cases where you could get into games where it's just a mismatch or you get off Mm -hmm. to a bad start and you just can't really catch up. That is okay. Like this mode is kind of designed to be unforgiving in that way. And it's supplemented by the fact that the pacing is so fast. So you do have lockouts. You, when you are capturing a point, you don't uh, stop the other team from getting points until you fully captured it. So even once it's neutral, they're still ticking up weirdly from it. So the whole mode is just really, really quick mm-hmm. and unforgiving. And that makes it casual. You cannot really turn things around if it's mm-hmm. gone too far. But if you want, if you're in one of those very competitive matches where teams are very evenly matched and they're playing the uh, objectives, there's nothing more important than the capture events. Mm-hmm. Um, if you win both the capture events, you have almost a 20% boost in score. And that's not really accounting for the points that you earn while either holding the point or mm-hmm. capturing the point. So by focusing on whatever the objective is that the game tells you, you have a huge leg up considering the margin of which these games are won and lost. You know, like a 20% spread is pretty drastic because a lot of these games, given the pace, are pretty close. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to be at, you know, 87 to 95 you know in the end game um and so getting those capture events really crucial to winning it's so funny because it's like i think it breaks down to be so simple play the objective and you will win the game but because of the mode like you kind of said is so casual that's so much more true than ever there isn't this outsmarting the system thing that kind of comes with a lot of other objective based modes of like hey let's hold this point and this point because the ac cap is better than the ab cap it's not really like that in control you go where you're told you fight where you're told you should win fights and then you'll win the games um so yeah i think you can get a little fun and there's always the like i I think it's cool and enjoyable to send like one to two people to see because that can you know if people are fighting well at sea and can hold off more than two people that'll make b easier to capture and stuff so there's like little things like that but generally speaking yeah i mean if capture point pops up you gotta rush that direction regardless yeah i think you really do and uh, and there's situations where you kind of if you have the lead it could be more advantageous to just hold two points whether instead of giving up b in order to push for a but for the most part you just want to play the dang capture events Mm -hmm. the one thing that is a little bit uh maybe unexpected about a mode like this is that i don't think you need to play with your squad oh yeah which is kind of weird Mm -hmm. you know like you're you're in a larger team but you still have the traditional apex trio where you can see each other's pings, you can ping objectives. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There really isn't any sort of team camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And one of that, one of the reasons is you can't really spawn on your teammates. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So staying together isn't really enforced by the game mechanics. Yeah. Um, more so just play the objective. And that's what makes it a little bit more casual because 
it's kind of solo oriented, mm -hmm. you know, you just want to be running around, killing people, capping points, getting care packages, leveling up your gun. And that's really fun. I think mm -hmm. that's why people enjoy control. And I think you can't counter it. Like there is an advantage to being like, hey, Henry, me, you and our third, let's all go to sea. We're going to mob together. The three of us will stay locked in toe to toe. And mm -hmm. you can get a huge advantage because everybody does split up and kind of like yeah. love to take fights 1v1. But it's because of that you can, you know, have a success kind of going your own. But if you do stay close to a teammate per se, it does by any means does not have to be someone on your actual three person squad. I think you'll take a lot of 2v1s naturally speaking, which is kind of this cool little advantage to have. But yeah. just because that's not the norm, you don't need to which is what I think, like you're kind of saying, makes it so fun and easy as a solo and casual player. Yep, agreed. You want to talk about the rating system at all? How are you feeling about the rating system right now? We got some changes to it, obviously. Um, you know, Now we're coming around on you know another time playing control. What are your thoughts overall on how it works and its impact on the game? Yeah, I like the rating system. Um one of the reasons is it oddly equalizes legend abilities. So mm -hmm. as a Gibraltar main, I kind of like that I have my ultimate as frequently as an Octane. Yeah. Like that's kind of fun um, and just kind of a, an ability to use your ultimate way more frequently than you otherwise could in any other mode, arenas included. So I kind of like that the rating system impacts that kind of indirectly mm -hmm. but then being able to level up your weapons through an evolution system that is yeah. not only kill based but also objective based is right up my alley you mm -hmm. know like when they first uh implemented a score streak system into call of duty i really liked that because then i could play kill confirm domination and i could get my my helicopter without getting 15 kills you know so Reward i like that and players yeah mm -hmm. uh, and just having where you can have both too you know that totally, you're yeah. mm -hmm. you get rewarded for everything that's what the rating system is and i really love that so mm -hmm. i have no complaints about the rating system um the bigger question though i guess what do you do you think the rating system is good yeah no no i think it's good i echo a lot of what you just said there i think there's a good balance between it feeling, you know, rewarding and overly powerful. You can't just get gold on your guns every time, you know, no matter yeah. what. Um, sure. But you can get to purple pretty confidently, which is a nice little boost and it upgrades the weapons and gives you a nice good advantage feeling. So I think that's a fun balance. I enjoy the lore behind it as well as kind of like looking at like, oh, this is a leader that's being scored not just on the kills but by everything that they're doing it's a really cool function in that way shape or form what's the bigger point though you wanted to kind of talk about that you're hinting at it, about weapons you know yeah. like this is such a gun focused mode do you have to get your rating up in order to get you know at least a purple weapon mm -hmm. in order to feel confident because if you get into it and you're contesting at b you know, there's going to be people with gold devotions there sometimes. So how important is it to increase your your rating? Mm -hmm. That's the question. I think the early answer is doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. 
what based off what you just said that you can get to purple so quickly that it isn't really something you need to think about but then couple that with the care package weapons yep. being kind of frequent into the mid late game and then having the fact that weapons drop on bodies mm-hmm. means if you ever go into a heavily trafficked area you are going to find purple weapons probably mm-hmm. of your exact loadout so even though you forfeit if you pick up a weapon you forfeit the ability to level it up further to gold mm-hmm. getting a purple weapon everyone being on that even playing field is pretty dang common in yeah. this mode like yeah. it just it's not a huge deal to get that rating up i think the more interesting conversation around weapons is gold versus red um because i think the red weapons obviously are you know mythic yeah. weapons are more powerful the volt is more powerful but one of my favorite things about this game mode and the weapons in this mode is unlimited ammo. And yeah. when I'm deciding between like a Volt or a Gold Prowler, I personally opt for the Gold Prowler because I don't, if, I, if things are going well, I stay alive for a long time and I love just having unlimited bullets to just shoot at range from people that, you know, normally yeah. shots I don't take because I have to conserve my ammo. Um, but what about you? Are you going to tell me, Shay? dummy no it, up the it's a really good comparison because a red weapon from a care package and a gold weapon both have you know the gold mags so mm-hmm. they both kind of have that similarity but the unlimited ammo is huge you know i will still opt for that volt because i do think it's so much more powerful and i think it's easy to swap to another gun because you don't have the ammo in your inventory it's just you pick up a gun and it has unlimited ammo but why I, why I love control is today I was playing with the bow loadout and it's so awesome <laughs> to be using a bow that doesn't need to reload yeah. with unlimited, with the limited arrows. arrows. It's yeah. like, it's, it's so powerful and so fun that just that component of having unlimited ammo allows you to play so much more aggressively and shoot more shots. I mean, you're hitting more shots, getting more kills. It's very rewarding. Um, to play that way so i think you know if you if you cut yourself short on the ammo you're maybe playing at a disadvantage so i hear what you're saying yeah Uh, and i I think the perfect world obviously is you find a volt you pick it up and then you have one of each you know and something but yeah I, i i go and one i think what i should have probably further clarified for is i stay away from double red because I don't want to run out of ammo. Even though I get that it's easy to pick up guns off people, I just like, for the reasons we talked about, love gold. Um, let's talk Legends. You kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, saying like Gibraltar, you love that you're on an even playing field for getting your ultimate with other Legends, when normally there's more balancing tools because Gibraltar's ability is more powerful. How much does that play into Legend choice for you in terms of looking at the power of the ultimate as the person, as the defining characteristic in control? Yeah, I think that you look at Legends like Pathfinder and Octane as almost essential uh, to just team play in control based off their ability to just make it so that rotations are fast and easy for the entire team. The, the launch pad, zip line, it's just incredible. Valkyrie kind of comes in as 
another fun option for swinging around with your team. But based off what we said about how this is just kind of casual and less of a squad-based game, she's not as valuable, I think, compared to Octane and Pathfinder. But like we talked about in trying to win control games, holding B is crucial. And there is so much nade spam because Mm -hmm. all the loadouts come with throwables then i think watson is up there in the meta that her ability to protect b on all the maps Mm -hmm. is kind of unparalleled i truly believe the winning team is the team that has the person that will suck it up and play watson like yeah if things are pretty balanced like i played a few control games today I, i think i played three control games today before this episode and I was either first or second on the leaderboard every time I lost, every time. And I pretty much, like, I will give the credit to the opposing team's Watson. I played against three Watsons. I didn't have a Watson on my team. They could hold B. We couldn't. I could take it from over and over and over again, and that's how I got my points, and that's how I had, like, a really cool game on paper, tons of damage and stuff, but I didn't win because we couldn't secure it because we didn't have the Watson. So I'm with you. Meta, essential. I'll say either one for her. Yeah, I think you start talking about defensive legends in an objective-based mode, and you're going to quickly see more value from them than you are in a BR on a random map. So Watson, Caustic, Rampart, very good. But on the flip side to that, Crypto can also be really, really useful. If you are going up against a skilled Watson Mm -hmm. or a Caustic that's holding down B on barometer, crypto is your best friend. You know, having multiple cryptos on a team can be really useful because you just need to clear that objective. Other legends that I think are useful, Gibraltar, like I mentioned, Bubbles, always going to be great when Mm -hmm. pushing objectives. Ultimate, fun to use. Bangalore, I think, is really fun at crossing gaps and attacking positions with her smoke. And then her ultimate is so has such a large area that on maps like Hammond, when you're pushing to A or C, it's really, really effective at kind of closing the gap and making mm-hmm. enemies scatter. Mm-hmm. I'll also give a nod to Lifeline uh, right now because this is the split of Lifeline. Her care package, just like Gibraltar, is you're going to get it as frequently as anybody else with the rating system. Mm-hmm. Her care package gives you two purple armors you know that's for your team anybody on your team Mm -hmm. that's useful you know like everybody has blue you have purple Mm -hmm. that's that's huge so even though lifeline might not have the defensive offensive mobility components um you couple that ultimate with her ability to heal health faster than anybody else in a game where it's mostly shields She's kind of strong. You know, mm-hmm. it's worth maybe trying her out if you haven't before. Yeah, I totally. And I think let's throw an honorable mention to the lifeline competitor now and another defensive-ish legend in Newcastle where permanent mm-hmm. cover, like pretty dang valuable. You can really block off certain doors and entry points and stuff with his ult. Uh, I think if you're playing him to be purely defensive, you opt for the Watson in terms of just pure defense but there's something nice about being able to 
search out a lot of teammates to jump onto to support. So I think he's got a place for sure. But overall, it's a pretty dang good list of legends. And there's a lot of people there that have some serious value. I'll also give a nod to Newcastle from our Mastering the Legends episode on him. His tactical is one of the strongest abilities in the game at pushing doors and buildings. Being able to move that shield and kind of peek and have control over it is huge. So I think Newcastle being a recent addition to the control meta is viable. Mm-hmm. You know, you can play Newcastle on a offensive and defensive perspective. That's a lot of control. Any uh, any final thoughts on anything you'd like to share in terms of overall wants, desires, advice on control? Yeah, it's a fun mode. You know, I I think that the changes that they made are amazing. I think it's a little sad that it appears this is not going to become permanent. Um, but what I'll also say is if you are playing control and you get bored of it or you get frustrated on the losses, don't blame yourself. You know, the, it's very, very difficult to take control of a control Mm -hmm, mode mm -hmm. like it just it the pace is so quick and the point system is so punishing on any side that kind of focus on your own performance and plan the objective and that's the only thing that you can do it just i i wish we could have this episode we were like hey this is how you win tick 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 but the fact of the matter is if the other team flanks you on A, mm-hmm. and you just get cut off, and then they're able to sweep B from out from under you, you're in a really tough position. And the length of the game and the inability to stop the other team from gaining points simply makes it really hard to have comebacks. And to have a comeback in the late game is almost impossible yeah. uh, for the same reason. So it's just unforgiving. So don't beat yourself up uh, when you lose... A control game because it's really supposed to be casual it's supposed yeah. to be fun you're supposed to just focus on the gameplay 100 percent. i think that's well said um it's a great game mode though and if you want to get reps in and get your aim up i think there's nothing better mm-hmm. in terms of getting shots out um i played a little stint of gibby uh last season and ranked and i kind of wanted to get better at bubble fights controls and rotation i was able to practice a lot of bubble fights in a short period of time in control so take advantage of the opportunity to practice stuff like that uh that normally you know it's a long reset before you get the opportunity to do that again and that's kind of the benefit of a respawn mode that you fall into with control but yeah overall fun control fun episode um thank you to our producer the third party 10 who supports us over on patreon make sure you hit the plus on apple follow us on spotify and check out discord via the link in the description Thanks so much for listening to the third party podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down.